Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hi, and welcome to Self-Improvement Atlas, the personal science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm Marie Stella, your host from Melbourne, Australia. Let's start the show. Welcome back to Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast. This is a particularly interesting episode to me because we'll be delving into clothing and how it affects our confidence. And I myself have been on a quest to build a wardrobe that's easy to wear and versatile, yet makes me feel good. So we have fashion stylist Maya Lee here with us in the studio today to share some of her professional insights with us. Hi, Maya. Uh, thank you for coming in. How are you going? Hi, Marie. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm doing well today. Thank that, you. That's great to hear. So tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into this. Um, so I used to actually work in banking for 10 odd years up until maybe 2016. Um, and then I decided to quit cold turkey, have no real plans. And I'm like, oh, I need to do something a bit more creative. Um, and I've always had an interest in fashion since I was little. Uh, and then I discovered like um, there's a there was like personal styling course. So I did that, uh, and then I started to help mainly women um, kind of like edit their wardrobe, take them shopping, and then eventually transitioned to men um, a little while after that. That's fascinating. Fascinating that you managed to do like this whole 180 switch from banking out of all things to something so creative. Mm. Um, so before we get started, we want to get to know you a bit better. Um, this is Have You Met Maya Lee? Uh, what is your favourite book? I think my favourite book, especially in the realm of personal development, uh, would be Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Um I actually listened to the audiobook. It was like over 10 hours long. And that helped me um, progress my career when I was working in banking. And I didn't expect it to, but it was quite powerful and magical what happened within like three to four um, months of reading that. Wow. It sounds like I need to listen to that <laughs> audiobook as well. Um, what is your favourite movie? My favourite movie is... I think The Big Fish um, with Ewan McGregor as mm-hmm. the main actor. Yeah. Um, and I think why that is, is there's this core theme in the movie where um, he reads about goldfish and he says if you keep it in a small jar, then it stays small. But if you make the jar bigger, it can grow like three times as big. That's that's a good um, statement to live by, I feel like. So I can see why that would be your favourite movie. Um, what podcast have you been listening to lately? Lately, um, I've discovered, uh, this has been on YouTube, um, the Big Think channel. Mm-hmm. And it's just talking about a lot of big Big topics. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, interesting. Uh, who is a famous role model that you admire? I had to think about this. Um, and as of late, I'd say it's Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, She's Love very her. talented and always very stylish. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, there's this, yeah, confidence and versatility about her character that I really yeah, like. I feel like I always looked up to her since Disney Channel. Oh, wow. Because her style is just top-notch, like mm-hmm. always serving looks left and right. It's just amazing. Uh, what's the last course that you completed? I don't remember. <laughs> um... Yeah, sorry. I can't remember. Um, but lately I've been like collecting more books oh. to read. So Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. I love that. I collect um, very specifically cookbooks. Oh. Um, I just feel like it's 
an art form. So I completely see what you mean, like collecting books. It's, it's, it's kind of like that that thing that you can't stop doing. Like when you know you you start with one thing and then you build it up and then you see you like go through you go to a shop somewhere in town, not expecting to find anything at all. Then you see one book that would fit right into your collection, and now you have to get it. Well, I was at Dimix books like a couple of days ago, yeah. and. I was just browsing and I came home with like a big <laughs> armful of books like, oops. I Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, that happens to me every time I go to readings and it doesn't help that they have like a sofa there, the one <laughs> poem. Um, it's so comfortable as well. So you can definitely like just plump, all, pl- like just plop all your books with yourself onto the couch and just, it just makes things so much easier to bring home a lot of books. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, now that we've gotten to know you, um, let's touch on the personal development, how clothing affects it. Um, so how do you define personal development? Um, I think uh, it's such a big topic and there's so many facets to it. Um, but if I try to summarise it's um, about discovering your personal power, your personal potential. Um, and I think it's an ongoing quest to discover what you're capable of. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, what are the main challenges in personal development? I think people don't realise how powerful they are and they can't, can be, so it's kind of like a a lack of awareness thing. Um, But when you do realise, oh, there's so much more I can do, there's so much more I can be, then things start moving. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it's it's, people don't realise that they can do so much more. They're kind of stuck in a pattern or a rut, just almost living mindlessly. And when you kind of like step step out of that, um, yeah, that's when the magic happens. Yeah, it's probably something to do with like the... um, um, the universal experience of having imposter syndrome or something, you know, like feeling like you're not doing enough or or feeling like whatever you're doing is just like small little things and, you know, and then that kind of maybe impedes the, you know, whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, there's that. And then I think people don't necessarily stop to question, to go to question themselves and question their life. Like, um, like there must be more than this, mm-hmm. more than the grind of, yeah. you know, waking up to your nine to five, for instance, and just going to work, come yeah. home, eat, what she we? Yeah, I see what you mean. Like some people are just um, s- completely satisfied with the cycle, like whatever they give. Or they me. pretend they're satisfied. Or they pretend they're satisfied. Well. They just like go through life. Being like, oh well, it's That's I can't it do I can't do any more than this, mm-hmm. so why try? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, how do you define clothing? Clothing, I think first and foremost for me personally, it's it's fun. Um, it's it's self expression, and I think uh, there was a moment. I think it was like kindergarten or grade one where. Apparently it was a dress-up day at school and uh, I think I missed the memo or my parents didn't get the memo, but um, we were sitting, uh, my class was sitting on the floor in a big circle and there was a girl across from the circle and she was wearing this big, beautiful, fluffy, pink kind of fairy-like princess dress and I'm like, ah, you know, like I I want that or I wanted to be her in a sense and that's been a core memory for me. and so, yeah, so it's kind of magical that she got to dress up that way. And then um, I think I use, I guess I use my body as a, a canvas in a sense um, and use clothing to tell your story. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with you there. Um, and in a sense, how much would you say that clothing contributes to personal development? Because you did mentioned something about like oh using your body as a canvas with the clothing um yeah how much would you say that it contributes to your personal development I think it depends on what your goals are mm-hmm. um uh, like with all personal development tools unless you are using it for something it's kind of just 
useless. Um, like, um, like if you're cooking and, you know, you want to make a cake, then yes, you need all these ingredients. But if you weren't making a cake, then, you know, a cake tin would be useless. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we all wear clothes and um, to protect ourselves and um, get by and not be fined for indecent exposure. Um, but I think if you start to you know, stop to think about it, um, it makes a difference um, when you don't feel like yourself um, and then you collect the tools, you know, in your closet to make you, to remind you of who you want to be and what you want, want to do. Uh, and then when you're dealing with people and you want to make a difference or influence them in a way or help them understand who you are, then uh, clothing does make a difference. And um, my, I had the style coach and her teaching was that it can, it can be like the, the cake, uh, the icing on the cake because for example say you're in a corporate environment and you have all the skills and you have experience um but if you don't show up like who you you know uh, want to be and who you're the role you're trying to get to then people kind of get confused it might the message might not be clear if you're not dressed a certain way yeah um and with that being said uh what advice do you have for people who want to develop their personal style? Oh, <laughs> um, well, what I did with my clients, the first step is um, kind of come up with your life goals. It could be, you know, for yourself, but also like what you want to create or what you want to build in the world. So yeah, it really starts there. And then if you're not too clear, then another path you could take is just to explore and get curious. Um, so I, I get my clients uh, to go onto like Pinterest and just explore and put in like keywords or uh, put in different even movie character names and look for their outfits and see what you resonate with and just pin a whole bunch of pictures. Um, and then once you've got like over 30 or so, you kind of just um, analyse it and assess and see what the themes are and go, oh, I like that. And I didn't know I liked that because maybe you hadn't been exposed to it in your real life. Um, so that's the starting point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and how does clothing affect one's mood and confidence? So for me, I'm a big lover of colour. Like to me, seeing colour, like in the colours of the rainbow, for instance, represents life and I see it like birds and flowers and fruit and butterflies and yeah there's a thing about coming to life with your clothes and like if you walk around Melbourne <laughs> you'll see a lot of people dressed in like a lot of the urban colours black grey blue white and look there's nothing wrong with it and you can look stylish in those colours um, but for me I think especially in Melbourne we can stand to express ourselves a bit more with some more colour some more pattern and it it kind of induces a mood um, and I think for me especially you know with the last few years being in lockdown and everything the I think the energy here it's kind of slowed down it's kind of come down a bit and I, I tend to wear a lot of bright colours um, and sometimes I feel like out of place but I know that it lifts my mood to wear it and then I'm like when people see me they must feel something too. Just like when I see someone wearing sparkly, mm -hmm. I saw someone wearing sparkly blue pants the other day and I, I loved seeing mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I get what you mean. When I came in to the studio and I saw you in that <laughs> sweater, I was like that's a great sweater, love that for her. <laughs> like it it made me happy, like for you, because it looked great on you. Oh, um, yeah. Well, see, like, yeah, as long as you felt happy, like you didn't necessarily need to wear it. Yeah, like but I was seeing how it makes a difference yeah, with people. That's so interesting because, like, I wouldn't think of wearing that sweater myself, and like, I would be so upset in the sweater, like, <laughs> you know. But like seeing it on someone else because it's a great sweater, like that's nice. Um, <laughs> so, how do you think we can enhance our mood? and confidence through clothing? Like, obviously, you got to wear something you're comfortable in. Mm -hmm. 
and that it suits your lifestyle and what you're up to that day. Um, like it doesn't really work to wear high heels on a hike. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there is definitely that functionality aspect. That's the, the base. And then you want to start to integrate just things you love that kind of bring, like light your eyes up a bit. Um, uh, I think it's it's definitely personal right and, and everyone likes different things so you just got to decide what you like what makes sense to you what means something to you what makes you feel good what makes um it, some you might have even like a pin or um yeah something you can start with something small and when you see it like even in the in the mirror when you go to the bathroom or when you get dressed you go oh that reminds me of who i am and what i love and I think being in that energy and being in that space, when you remind that, that kind of helps you go about your day, helps you do the things you need to do to, to like, accomplish your goals. But it can, it can make you feel better for that day as yeah. well. So if you're wearing stuff you hate, like stuff that might be 20 years old, it's probably not serving you because you've changed as a person and you're using expired clothes yeah. most likely. Yeah. Um, so, and you want to keep it fresh because we're always changing. There's, you always need a bit of new. It does remind me of how, like, when I was younger, I feel like this is probably something that most, not most, but lots of people go through as well. Uh, when I was younger, I... I I think I followed a lot of trends and so I get a lot of very like tight fitting clothes don't know why I was very young I shouldn't have done that but it was like the like it, it was I think it was very like common especially on media and everything so I thought it was very common uh and so all my friends and I we all be wearing like really tiny tiny clothes that did not look flattering on our bodies at all or did not feel comfortable but it's just what everyone was wearing mm. or was told to wear um and we didn't feel like necessarily good in it. It's just what was popular at the time. Um, yeah, versus like growing up and being an adult and like wearing stuff that actually is comfortable and suits you. Such a big change in mood, I feel like. Um, because you also feel better about yourself, just like knowing that you're in something that you want to wear. Mm. You know? I think it, it, it acts like a, a second skin. So yeah. you want to be yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to be like, yeah, yeah. irritated in it. And, and I think just, you know, with your story, when we're young, it's full on experimental mode. Mm -hmm. And I think in that time, like especially as a teenager, you're trying to figure out who you are in the world. So you try things on, you experiment. And sometimes it takes that to tell like um, so that you become aware of what you don't want to be and what you don't want to wear. You need that contrast sometimes <laughs> to then, you know, when you become an adult, yeah. um, you realise, oh, I don't want that. I want something yeah. else. So it's, yeah, sometimes you need that. Yeah, that sometimes contrast. you need to fail to succeed. Yeah, that too. Is that is that a quote? I don't know. It is now. <laughs> 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 All right, now we're going into the practice slash habit experiment debrief and we'll just ask you some questions about um, applying this to your everyday life. Um, so what is a practice that you can do on clothing to improve your mood and confidence? Um, how regular are we talking? Like, let's say on the weekly basis or like every few days. Um, one thing that comes to mind is before you get dressed, so it might be in the morning or it might be the evening before if you're preparing for, for your next day or even the week. Some people, you know, organise outfits on the weekend um, for the whole week. Uh, and it's pretty much just to ask yourself, who do you want to be? that day and what do you need to do um you might have heard of people dressing for their day now because like um especially a lot of people working from home um and not always having meetings so i think a lot of people workwear has relaxed uh a bit so it's it's asking yourself yeah who do you want to be that day and i think you can think of yourself as like a movie character so you're the main character of your movie and who do you want to 
be? How do you want to appear to people? Um, like if you think of movies and TV, there's a costume designer behind every character, every person that appears on screen, and they are using clothes and fashion to tell a story to help us understand what's going on. Um, and uh, we all rely on these visual cues to get through life. So, yes, yeah, just asking yourself, um, like, do I want to be happy today? Do I want to look serious today? And then you go to your closet and like, does this item or this outfit match who I want to express myself yeah. as that day? So you yeah. can do that every day. I don't do it every day. And I really, <laughs> and yeah, like I'm not, you know, I, you know, you get the, oh, I don't know what to wear um, problem. And that happens to me too. And then I have to remember, okay, if I approach it from here, then you have a benchmark to work towards. Yeah. Uh, that's fascinating to me. I've never thought of it that way, the costume designer mentality. Mm. That's so interesting. And I I really want to see what I come up with just thinking about like just channeling <laughs> my inner yeah. costume designer onto myself. Yeah. That's really interesting. Do it. Let me know how you go. Yeah. I'm curious. Like, <laughs> let me know next week. <laughs> next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are three good things about this practice that you've shared? Um, <laughs> you've highlighted some. Um, yeah, it just gives you an intention. Like um, if you, you're you trying to get somewhere, like with Google Maps, you need to enter the destination. So it just gives you clear direction and then you're not all just floundering all over the place. So uh, there's intention there. Um, and then... Um, <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. What else is there? Um, yeah, it helps you just set up your day. Uh, and I guess you you have more control about how you appear in the world as opposed to winging it. True. Yeah. I think my, yeah, right now my standard operating procedure has been just having like a set of clothing that I rotate throughout the week and these are all things that can be paired with each other yeah, and then so I never have to think about like too much I don't have yeah. to think too much about how it like looks and then they all also at the same time make me feel good and make and are comfortable and yeah and they have to check all these boxes <laughs> and then so yeah that like that's all I'm rotating like that's all I'm working with right now. So that's awesome. Yeah, like so it's, efficient. It's, it's great. It's really efficient, but at the same time, it's like, oh, maybe you want to inject some yeah. excitement mm. into that once in a while. So, costume designer mentality will be good for that, I think. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the challenges when doing this? You have to think. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, what? I have to decide for myself today. Yeah. Damn. And not um, a lot of people want to think like before heading out for work at 9 a.m. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it becomes like a creative process. But I think like if you just take five minutes, like even sit down, write it out so you can see mm -hmm. the words. Yeah. I think that will help. Yeah. And I, I think that applies to personal development in yeah. general. Like, yeah. oh, I want to get somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh damn, I've got to do think. the work. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it, it might not be easy to begin yeah. with, but I don't think it has to be hard. Well, that's true because if you think about it, you basically you have to think for lots of things. Yeah, you're not used to yeah. thinking that way, yeah. so it's going to use different yeah. neurons. <laughs> it's just, I, I reckon it's like one of those things where – um, it gets easier to think about with time. Yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> um, how often do you do this costume designer mentality? <laughs> I, I, I think I do it every day, maybe wow. not necessarily yeah. on a conscious level, but I think we're, we're doing it whether we actively think about yeah. it or not and for me I like to like especially lately I've been mixing it up a bit more um and I think I've been in a somewhat style rut as well it might not look like it to the the outside <laughs> world but I'm like oh, I need some freshness need yeah. some newness um and yeah I needed more pattern more texture because I was wearing a lot of block colors um and I guess that comes from like oh I I want to refresh myself I want to renew myself <laughs> reinvigorate 
myself and become a new, better version of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it must happen every day. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting that you, because like, can I just share this? Yeah. Just because I feel like there's an interesting juxtaposition there, but at the same time so similar because while you were trying to um, reinvi- reinvigorate yourself and um, get out of a creative rut, you're like, okay, I need more pattern, more texture, more like all this stuff. I was trying to calm down. Mm. I was trying to like ground myself and like really, because I felt very chaotic and yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to step away from colors now and I'm sticking to blacks, whites, beiges, um, anything more neutral. So like greens are fi- like anything with color is fine if it's muted. Uh, and like, for example, my olive pants, that's fine because that's easy to match whatever it also feels very like it, it it's it emulates that like groundedness you know um yeah um so I think that's yeah I just thought that was really interesting I can't remember what I was gonna say <laughs> yeah I think it depends on what you're up to in life because yeah. you know your attention spread out in different areas yeah. of your life and yeah. if something gets too much then yeah you yeah. you got to tone it down it doesn't it, yeah. it's not just about yeah. your wardrobe if you're overworked and burnt out you're gonna bring it back too so it makes sense yeah. just gotta be careful not to I guess overcorrect. I yeah. think there's a harmony and a yeah. balance yeah to take and, in anything yeah and it's not like it's not the end of the world to not have that much color in your wardrobe at all it's just whatever makes you feel like yourself mm. i guess yeah um so how do you find a, the time to do this <laughs> um i for me i i make the time because i yeah. enjoy playing yeah. with clothes but if like with anything if you schedule it in and give yourself i don't know 15 minutes in the evening well, I think that should be more than enough. Like if you set yourself the deadline, then you got to get it done. Yeah. Just like this morning I knew I had to be <laughs> at night. So I had no time to just to fret about and yeah. like, you know, keep changing my outfits. So the deadline helps. Yeah. Do you normally go through a few different outfits, like change through a few different outfits before settling on one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I play around because yeah. even when you um, just lay it out yeah. on the bed, for instance, it, it always looks different on. Mm. And then you look yourself in the mirror, like, oh, is this who yeah. I am today? Yeah, no, yeah, true. But yeah, that that's me, and I enjoy that process. I understand that other people mm. don't necessarily have the time or mm. are that interested in fashion to play around. But that's that's my fun. Yeah, yeah. I used to do the exact same thing. I think I take like an hour just deciding what to wear. Um, but yeah, it definitely, I feel like speeds up with time and you start knowing what looks good and Mm. what doesn't on you. Mm -hmm. Um, so based on your experience, do you have any other recommendations of practice to be combined or improved with this costume designer mentality? No, I think like once you kind of figure out like, with you what works together then the process becomes more efficient um my only thing to add like i i want to say is it's more of be open to new things as well like like with anything i don't think we should get too comfortable being stuck in well, not necessarily stuck, but just being in the constant pattern because you never know what new magic there, you know, there yeah. is that could come into your life to make it even better. So yeah. I, I guess, yeah, be, be a little, stay a little bit open. Yeah, and also, like, as humans, we are ever-changing and we're always growing, so maybe our personal style should develop with that as well. So now we'll ask you some questions from the audience and ask you to share your thoughts. Is that okay? We'll see how we go. (laughs) First question is, uh, can wearing certain fabrics impact our mood throughout the day? Yes. Um, So I know we uh, people are shopping online a lot more and to me it kind of sucks because you you can't touch the fabric because you want to make sure 
you like it on your skin. <laughs> Sometimes it's like itchy, like, you know, certain nits or um, it's too stiff, like with the really cheap cheaper fabrics so I think that's very important because yeah you, you feel on your skin all day it's like someone touching you all day and if you don't like how it feels it doesn't doesn't work so um, mm -hmm. yeah I think uh, temperature um, comes into play mm -hmm. and, yeah yeah follow-up question there because just because I'm curious yeah um, are there any fabrics you stay away from and any fabrics that you tend to gravitate towards in recent times, I've been gravitating towards softer fabrics and knits and stuff because um, I think it just feels more comforting. Um, and then uh, recently, um, stuff with viscose, especially blends, <laughs> I noticed that they pill and look fuzzy and raggedy really quickly. So I've been avoiding that, especially like with pants. Like I bought... There's this brand I buy from a lot and their clothes have been great. And then I bought these pants that I love the silhouette of. Um, and then I didn't wear it for like months. And then I started wearing it. I wore it a few times. And I'm like, what happened here? Like I thought I had rubbed up against something, but it was just general wear. And I was really disappointed because I paid, you know, over $100 these and it had been too long so I couldn't even complain about it. so now I actively check the tags especially for bottoms <laughs> yeah that's a smart move because I don't think actually I don't know if people even maybe it's just me I don't check the tag very often like I just go by what feels good yeah but maybe that's something to start thinking about if you also want to make uh, the most bang for your buck yeah I think so and the thing is when you buy it, when it's on the rack, it's been steamed, well-presented and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so you think it's going to stay like that forever, mm -hmm. but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then there's linen, which people wear a bit more in, in summer. And I hate that it wrinkles and stays mm -hmm. wrinkled, even though they say it's a look. Mm -hmm. So for me, <laughs> with like linen stuff, I, yeah. I mean, like I'm slowly integrating a bit more, yeah. but I tend to look for stuff with texture mm -hmm. um, that isn't necessarily a flat colour. Mm -hmm. So then... Yes, you accept that it wrinkles, um, but it doesn't look as, like, severe or raggedy because the texture kind of camouflages mm -hmm. the creases. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was laughing a bit there because I am one of those linen people mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and, I, and I'm one of those people that goes like, well, it's a look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've accepted it. Well, it's just all up to, like, what you feel, like represents you mm -hmm. so yeah. um how second question mm -hmm. how do the clothes we wear influence our body language and posture and in turn our confidence so over the years i've definitely discovered that um your clothes is way more than surface level because it comes from an internal expression and then also impacts how you feel. So how you feel impacts what you wear and what you wear also impacts how you feel and then how you kind of behave. Um, so I think in, I use myself as an example, I want to appear more friendly, more relatable. So then I've been also wearing yeah, the softer clothes. Um, and you, you got to find that balance between how you feel inside and how you appear outside. And then there's times where you might want to be like really serious, to the point, direct, um, not fluff around, be clear in your communication. And then you might want to wear things with that have more structure uh, or even like a blazer, you know, where there's like structured shoulders and everything because you're feeling a bit more serious. You're taking on maybe um, like tougher conversations. Um, so that acts as a tool to remind you and to communicate with others that oh, this is a serious conversation and it's not necessarily a social call. So, yeah, I think it, it impacts um, yeah, how you're received, how you present yourself. And I like to refer to like logos and graphic design. It's a, it's a bit more impersonal when you refer to um, that. And there's all this, this whole science behind why a logo is created with this colour and this line, this shape. And it's to evoke 
certain thoughts and associations and emotions. So mm -hmm. why not use that information to apply to how you present yourself? Yeah, and it sounds super sciencey and just almost unreal when you when you first come into it and you look at all the colors and what they mean. It's like how can this possibly evoke all of these like in real life and then you actually put it to practice and you're like oh yeah it does and <laughs> it, it does. happens so fast yeah. like we process information really quickly yeah. and that's why they say you know your, your first impression does count especially if you want it to count yeah science yeah. <laughs> so third question how do you feel about social trends um i think it's fun um, sometimes you need to try it for yourself to know if it works. I know for me, like there's things that I love the idea of and I love it on other people. But when I, I try it, it doesn't work. So mm -hmm. sometimes you just got to try yeah. it. Um, but like the trends, it's, it's definitely, it's speaking to something in society that was probably missing. Um, and I don't think you can prevent it. Um, but if you buy into a trend, I think maybe a big part of it is uh, wanting a sense of belonging um, and excitement to try out something new. But like if your friend's doing this, you kind of want to be part of that experience. So then you try it out as well. And I think that's okay as long as you can acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. And then once you try it and it doesn't work, you go, okay, that wasn't for me and accept it. And don't you don't necessarily have to um, make yourself wrong about it. Just accept, okay, I tried it out, didn't work, move on. And have the confidence to move on and say, this wasn't for me. Um, and I think like, I'm just thinking of like, certain groups of friends and sometimes you see on social media they all dress similar or they might have the same kind of hairstyle yeah. and that's great and then once in a while I go where's their individuality and I love it um I love seeing groups of people where they're all friends and they can all be respectful and talk about the same things or different things and get along but they all dress differently mm -hmm. and I find that fascinating and I like the diversity mm -hmm. of it all mm -hmm. yet there's this kind of inclusiveness in a different way where you don't have to actually look the same to relate. Yeah is that the, is that the dynamic that you have with your friends yourself? Um yeah, I think so. At the moment, my uh, yeah, my friends and I have different personal styles, um, but we connect on yeah different intellectual topics. Yeah, that's fun. That's I, cool. I can relate to that because my best friend and I, we have this uh, running joke where we wear the same colour, but we are still wearing completely different things. Yeah, we we're... still com look completely different. Like she looks like the like like a put together mom and I look like some punk kid <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so um, fourth question, I think that's the fourth question now. Are there specific colours or styles of clothing that are known to have a positive impact on mood and confidence? Mm, yeah, it just depends. I think... Depends on where you're going, depends on who you are, depends on where you've been and your upbringing and as well as your environment. There's actually so so many factors now that I say it out loud. Um, it's kind of like, you know, what's your favourite ice cream flavour? Vanilla bean. And I know people are go going to um, hate me for saying that because <laughs> what a boring well, flavor. I like that you said bean. Yeah. <laughs> it's an elevation from just plain yeah. vanilla. You've and like, got to have well, the bean. <laughs> yeah, so there's nothing wrong with you liking <laughs> vanilla. and But I wouldn't necessarily say vanilla is my favorite mm -hmm. color. Yeah. So that works for you. That makes you happy. Yeah. But like, for what makes me happy is like probably a different flavor. I actually can't. <laughs> I don't know what it is <laughs> what right is now, but it's, yeah, it's probably not vanilla or bean. <laughs> And so that makes you happy. It doesn't have to make me happy. Mm -hmm, true. Um, so yeah, it's that kind of, makes it's sense. Like that. I love that analogy. Um, are there any specific considerations or guidelines for selecting appropriate attire in various settings? I know you already touched on this before a little bit, but yeah, 
are there any more specific ones that you can bring Yeah, it actually comes down to a science and it's quite fascinating. Like you obviously build upon it. Um, but in general, and this is some secret sauce I'm giving away, by the <gasps> way. <laughs> um, I think there's usually like you want uh, to dress in a certain way to impact your social life and then I'll say there's your professional mm. life, right? There's some two key areas of life and um, it's it's a bit diluted now but uh, if you want to connect with people socially then wear like like more colourful, more pattern, but like rounder lines and rounder shapes and softer fabrics. Um, and then in a workplace, you want to be taken more seriously. Um, then you wear straight lines, diagonal lines, more structure, more firmer fabrics. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a foundation mm-hmm. of what definitely what you people used to wear. Mm-hmm. And there's a blend now. And mm-hmm. um, I think also. Because even though you say you're in a professional workplace, you are still dealing with people, so you actually want to integrate both aspects. But on certain days, you might want to be just about the people, so you want to soften yourself a bit. So there's so many varying degrees um, and considerations, but like especially let's say you're a leader, you still got to look like the leader, but I think you can introduce softer elements like mm-hmm. what you might wear under your jacket, mm-hmm. for instance, to help connect with people so you look a bit softer, but you still have some firm and structured mm-hmm. elements. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you're with, uh, with your friends and you're not feeling too playful that day, then you, you could add like structured you might even wear a shirt compared to a t-shirt mm-hmm. might make a difference and just you know set the mood to be not as relaxed or silly uh, mm-hmm. if, if you want that yeah. intention i love i love that you use the word silly <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i okay. love being silly that <laughs> last question uh how does the process of self-expression through clothing contribute to our confidence and overall well-being? That feels like a big question. <laughs> um, I think as long as you're alive, you're out to create a certain life for mm-hmm. yourself. And I guess because we have to wear clothes, then why not have that be a true form of self-expression and like, I don't think it has to be necessarily a big thing like once you've got you know your rotation you have your weekly rotation of <laughs> outfits and that works for you that's fine but make sure it's still working for you um and I think it, it always comes back to self-reflection when you look at yourself are you happy with how you're presenting yourself even just to yourself in the mirror are you happy with what you see um, just like if you're a maker of like craft or something, you look at that product, are you happy with what you're making or is there room for improvement? Um, and when we see something that we like or we're proud of, that boosts your confidence. And sometimes it's a work in progress. Um, yeah, so it, it takes intervals of self-reflection to make sure it is feeding your confidence. And if it's not, then you're like, okay, what's missing or what can I remove or how can I rejig um, myself? Like I think you might have a closet full of good clothes, but sometimes you didn't take the time to experiment and match the right things together. So you might have the right tools as well, um, but maybe you're not using them in the right way or yeah. in the right order or the right method. Like if you're cooking and you put some, you put, you know, the eggs in at the wrong time, yeah. it might screw up oh. the cake, right? Yeah, that's a good analogy because if you put eggs in at the wrong time, sometimes it all messes up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we are moving on to the open mic. This is your chance to talk about anything that you're passionate about. It doesn't have to be related to clothing at all. Okay, so it's just me talking. Yeah, take it away. Yeah. Um, So another thing I've been finding quite important, especially in the last few years in my life, is um, financial awareness, financial literacy, money mindset, 
um, and just be learning about money and how money works in the world because um, we all need to deal with money and there's certain reward to being aware of how it all works. Um, and so for me, I'm interested in building wealth and making it be a good thing instead of thinking of having a lot of money as a bad thing. Um, like, oh, rich, oh, rich people must be evil. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I think I've been told that, but like, it hasn't been that, it hasn't impacted me that mm-hmm. severely. Mm-hmm. But it, once in a while, I notice that it, that does pop up for me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, do I want to be richer? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I question myself and then, yeah, I always get back to you like, no, I want more money. Um, <laughs> because yeah, like, so money, like fashion, it ends up being a tool mm-hmm. and it's a resource to enable you to do more with your life. And I guess I want people to obviously not go into debt, not be bad with money, and then I want them to get to a point where they're producing more income um, and using that for good, uh, either for themselves, to live a more expressed life, a better quality of life. Um, or to help other people with that resource. Um, and mindset plays into it, um, but it's, it's a big part of making money. Um, yeah, I, uh, oh, I don't really have a structure to talk about this from. I just find that it's been very important to me and I'm noticing um, that, yeah, I used to work in Mangi, so I was aware of the language and the, I guess, importance of it. And then coming out of that, and I see people struggling with money and it, it almost doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then I realise, oh, a lot of people don't have the same working education about money as well as clothes mm-hmm. yeah. as I do. And it's kind of like this blind spot. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'll, I want people to learn about money learn about what it all means, basic accounting. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah. Um, so I've been having lots of conversations with different, uh, you know, groups in my network just to um, build on that, build on financial awareness yeah. and literacy yeah. and help build their wealth and get more value out of life. Yeah, I feel like it's more important than um, people make it out to be when we are in our earlier stages of adulthood or even like as children as school children like in primary school or in high school um they don't tell us that we need to learn about these things Mm. in the future like everyone goes oh well it'll be good to have your driver's license at this point uh it would be good to do this or go to uni at this point and and so on and so forth renting blah 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 but I've never heard anyone talk about finance. Like, uh, it's just something that wasn't ingrained Mm. in children when they're younger. And it sounds ridiculous to do that. But it's easier to, like, you know, it's easier to approach when you've already known, like, that you need to do this thing. And my dad has been... Um, telling me that I need to take up some finance course as well. Oh. So I need to get on that. <laughs> Please teach me. <laughs> Maybe we'll have you back for a banking episode. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because <laughs> we all know money exists, yeah. but it's like, oh, how does it work? Where does it come from? Or should I, am I spending too much here? Yeah. Or how can I bring in more? And yes, yeah, it's a taboo topic yeah. for some reason um, just throughout society. And I guess... Yeah, I want people to talk about it more, but you kind of need to create a safe space yeah. to to, yeah. Pe- to be able to talk about it. Yeah, openly. it's definitely also not like a simple case of save this amount and spend this amount per month. It's so much more than that. Um, a lot of maths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the only thing they ever teach, teach you as um, as a child is like save this amount and spend this amount per month. That's it. Yeah, like uh, parents play a big part in teaching us about money. And then if you they if your parents didn't know any better, then unless you start to talk to other people and learn about how other people behave with money, you're going to pretty much repeat the mm-hmm. same patterns. Yeah. Um, 
I know, like, with my my husband, he's a big saver because mm-hmm. that's where he learned from his parents. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even explicitly teach him you should save money, although I think they did. Um, but for me, I'm I'm not the save, necessarily mm-hmm. the saver in the relationship, mm-hmm. in the household, so I'm more of the spender because mm-hmm. growing up I saw money gave me access to all the pretty mm-hmm. things yeah. I wanted. So if I have money... It should, it's for spending. It's not mm-hmm. for saving. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what we learnt growing up. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you got to learn. You got to learn some more mm-hmm. when, you, when you grow up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like starting with finance books uh, is a good start. But I think you got to find people. And there's heaps of podcasts and YouTube mm-hmm. channels and stuff that start to talk about this now, which mm-hmm. is like really awesome. But you need to be interested. Yeah. And I know sometimes it's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, because it, I think oh, some people say like, oh, I'm all about the money and I live to make the money. But it's actually at the end of the day, it's actually not what you want. It's what money can give you mm-hmm. that is actually meaningful. Mm-hmm. And there's something I needed to learn about and kind of retrain, rewire mm-hmm. myself for as well. So be aware of money yeah. uh, and know that it's not what you really want in life. Mm-hmm. And then think about what you want to use the money for. And I think the more money you have, the more money you can use to make a difference in the world. Because I think a lot of people want to make a difference in the world to people. Yeah. And money... It's not the only resource, but it's a really powerful resource mm-hmm. that can enable us to, yeah. to you know, accomplish these big goals. Yeah. And think about all the emergency funds you could have, you know. I'm not going to get into what kind of emergency <laughs> funds. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Maya, for joining us today. I learned so much about personal style and clothing and how it could affect our confidence. Uh, if our listeners want to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go? Uh, so I've shared my link tree. Um, so what is it? Don't, should I spell it out? <laughs> or you guys like, can link it? Um, well, we can link it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think awesome. it's link. I'm not going to remember. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, my link tree has various links um, to me on mm-hmm. different social media platforms and they yeah. can email me there as Perfect. well. Perfect. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll catch you next episode. You've been listening to the Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, Search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pe.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Marie Stella. Thanks for tuning in.